This podcast is offered by the San Francisco Zen Center on the web at www.sfzc.org. Our public programs are made possible by donations from people like you. Good evening. So happy to be talking to you, being with you, sharing practice with you tonight. Yeah, Um, well, I want to start the way I always do, by thanking and acknowledging my late teacher, the old Buddha of the East Bay, Sojin Mel Weitzman Roshi, and to say that this talk is just to encourage you in your practice. Mm -hmm. I would also like to thank our Tonto, Linda Gallion, for inviting me. This talk follows on from a talk I gave three weeks ago. However, if you weren't here three weeks ago, don't worry about it. Not important at all. What if we made it our practice here at Tassajara uh, to uh, achieve levitation? If we, were, if we were all practicing, we're going to levitate, okay? And, and we're going to direct all our energy, all our, our, our uh, uh, you know, communal resources towards the effort of learning to levitate, okay? Um, yeah. And you might think, that sounds a little silly. I don't know if I, do I want to make that my practice? I don't know. Uh, I mean, gravity is uh, pretty relentless, I feel. Uh, They say it's one of the strong forces of the universe. Uh, Pretty consistent, as far as I know. In my experience, gravity, pretty reliable. So why would I do that? Seems like absurd, uh, futile, and a tremendous waste of effort. Yeah. Well, if you think that, I agree with you. And yet, it occurs to me that many, many people spend a whole lot of time, maybe most of their time, trying to either grasp or push away whatever it is they're experiencing at this moment. Oh, I want more of that. Oh, no, I don't want that. Just all the time. Me too. Definitely including yours truly. We do it a lot. Maybe you could even say we do it as a practice. Sometimes can make it your practice. But the thing is, um, it's not only futile, it is literally impossible. It's impossible. You can no more grasp or push away your current experience than you can levitate. It can't be done. But we try and try and try. 
and we convince ourselves and each other. We give each other lots of um, reinforcement. In this strange kind of effort. Now this talk is called The Taproot of Soto Zen. And I've been talking about suchness or thusness. It's not a concept. It's not a thing. It's something that's difficult to talk about. It's not definable. It's not quantifiable. I have it on uh, good authority. Namely, the Tonto tells me that pretty soon we will be chanting again the Song of the Jewel Mirror Samadhi, uh, Hokyo Zamai, back in the Zendo. The Song of the Jewel Mirror Samadhi starts out the teaching of thusness has been intimately communicated by Buddhas and ancestors. Now you have it, so keep it well. What is this teaching of thusness? And speaking of taproot, this song of the Jewel Mirror Samadhi, this famous Zen poem, is attributed to uh, Chinese... Tang Dynasty Zen teacher Dungshan, Dungshan Liangzhu, Cave Mountain Good Servant. Now, Dungshan and his disciple, Shan is where we get Soto in Soto Zen. Did y'all know that? Some of you knew it. Uh, so the To in Soto is Tozan in Japanese for Dongshan. And the So is Zaoshan for Sozan in Japanese. So why isn't it Toso? Because Soto sounds better, actually. That's why. Um, <clears throat> really, uh, Zaoshan is not so famous. Dongshan, yes. Dongshan. Here he is. You can't see this very well. This is the record of Dungshan, uh, the only English translation that I'm aware of by William Powell. Yeah. In Japanese, it starts out, Nyoze no Ho, the teaching of thusness. The Dharma, Ho is Dharma. Nyoze is thusness. So in sutras that say, thus have I heard, they start out, nyoze. And this character, nyo, also shows up in nyorai, which means tatagada, thus come one. Nyorai is the calligraphy on the cover of Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind. This calligraphy was made by Suzuki Roshi, 
here at Tassahara, when he picked up a dead yucca leaf, he said, that could be a calligraphy brush. Dipped it in ink. I'm sure he experimented a little bit first. That's what you see on the cover of Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind. Nyorai, thus come one. Speaking of the thus come one, I'd like to share one of my favorite Zen stories of all time. I was unsure whether to call it a koan or not, because I understand koans are uh, stories that have been collected into koan collections. <clears throat> and I didn't think it was in any koan collection. Actually, it's in Dogen Zenji's koan collection. Did you know that Ehei Dogen made his own koan collection? Just 301 of his favorite stories. <laughs> this story is about uh, the sixth ancestor in China, Huinan, sometimes called the Chinese Buddha, and his disciple, Nanyue Huairang. And the very first time they met, this this story is so alive for me. I can just picture it so well in my mind's eye. First time they ever met. Young man, new monk in the monastery, coming in for Dokasan first time, private interview with the teacher, comes into the room, doesn't say anything, hasn't had a chance to say anything. And Wei Nung says, what is it that thus comes? That's a pretty heavy thing to lay on somebody on your first encounter. <laughs> what is it that thus comes? <clears throat> Nanyue was speechless. I can just picture it. Oh, no, man, no. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't even. <laughs> Turns around, walks out. <laughs> okay, I'm out. <laughs> That's it. I... <laughs> Uh, none of that is in the story, but it's kind of how I picture it. He didn't say anything. He just, he just walks out. The story as related by Dogen in uh, actually one of his essays in Shobogenzo. Uh, Dogen says, Nanyue studied this lump of mud all-inclusively for eight years. That's right. Eight years, he didn't go back and talk to Huinang again. <laughs> Stayed in the monastery, and I'm sure he had many different work practice positions. Probably a guest cook, you know, maybe worked in the stone office, cabin crew, I don't know. Story doesn't say. After eight years, Dogen says, he then presented a move to Huinang. This is a phrase from the game of Go, by the way. He made this move, presented a move to Huinan. I understand now. When I first came here, you instructed me, what is it that thus comes? Then Huinan said, how do you understand it? 
Nanyue said, speaking about it won't hit the mark. Ueno asks a really good question. Ueno says, does it rest on practice and realization? Or does it depend on practice and realization? And Nanyue said, yay, Nanyue. It's not that there's no practice and no realization. It's just that they cannot be divided. Okay? They can't be divided. They can't be separated. Another translation I like is they can't be defiled. It can't be defiled. Practice realization is just one thing, and it's not a thing. This is the crux of our effort. It's not practice now and realization later. It's not that there's no practice and realization. It's just that they, they can't be divided. Speaking about it won't hit the mark said Nanyue, and in the Song of the Jewel Mirror Samadhi, Dongshan says, just to depict it in literary form is to stain it with defilement. And yet here we are. Here I am. Blah, blah, blah. Well, it's a Dharma talk, so I guess talking should happen. I'm just trying to share some of my appreciation for this practice. Last Sunday, I went for a walk. And I walked up the Tony Trail to the top, to the gap, where the willow fire stopped. And I looked down on the burn scar. I went by myself. It was very pleasant. I think it's pretty important for people to be able to be by themselves sometimes in the wilderness, in the woods, in a natural setting, from time to time. Just like every single period of zazen, it's an opportunity to kind of let this settle, kind of let it come down into here. Being by myself, I wasn't talking to anybody. 
I could hear a lot of this going on, just like some of us experience in Zazen. I know that may not be relatable at all. I <clears throat> hem hem. But also just like Zazen, an opportunity to just let it chill. That's when I had the thought, um, not only is it a waste of my effort to keep trying to grasp or push away whatever my experience is, that it's actually impossible. It cannot be done. It can't be divided. It can't be defiled. I looked out across the burn scar. I don't know how many acres it is, but it's a lot. A lot of black and gray, ash and black sticks. But I'd say like Half mile down there, I'm not very good at estimating distances. It was ways off. Smack in the middle of the burn scar, there's this gigantic yucca in full bloom. Like that. That's why I could see it. There was nothing else. You know, you see them around here, just like six feet, eight feet tall. Just life, you know. Life showing up. What is it that thus comes? The last, no, second to last line of the Song of the Jewel Mirror Samadhi, Dungshan says, practice secretly, working within, like a fool, like an idiot. What I take from this is, um, don't worry about it. Each of us is unique and each of us is fully expressing the Buddha Dharma. No need to compare our practice to somebody else's or compare our practice to an idea of what practice ought to be. Just do your best. Just show up. Show up for your community. Show up for whatever state of mind it is. I like it. I don't like it. 
show up for it. That's all. I'm wondering if anyone here is familiar with uh, Charles Wright and the Watts 103rd Street Rhythm Band. No? It's uh, really old. Old school. West Coast funk. That one big hit. But you might know. <clears throat> maybe you don't know the name of the band, but maybe you know this song. Express Yourself. Express yourself. Whatever you do. Do it good. Whatever you do. Do it good. And then Charles Wright presents this move. He says, or rather he sings, it's not what you look like when you're doing what you're doing. It's what you're doing when you're doing what you look like you're doing. Express yourself. Okay? It's not what you look like when you're doing what you're doing. It's what you're doing when you're doing what you look like you're doing. That's deep. Don't worry about it. There isn't anything special for you to achieve. Just stop trying to fight gravity. Surrender and rest. Yes, I, I, I am still preaching the Dharma of rest. In case you were wondering, rest in this quality of life where just this is enough. Nothing else to seek for. Just this. Nyoze. I feel that this is such an intimate community right now. Such a remarkable time to be in Tassajara. Uh, I feel um, there's no need for Q and A. We're so we're so close, you know. If there's if there's any questions, why uh, you know I'll see you at breakfast, or we can have practice discussion. You know, go for a walk. Whatever you like. I think I'm done now. And I thank you all very much for your attention. Thank you for listening to this podcast offered by the San Francisco Zen Center. Our Dharma Talks are offered free of charge. And this is made possible by the donations we receive. Your financial support helps us to continue to offer the Dharma. 
For more information, visit sfzc.org and click Giving.